You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with, we've heard from the first NASA science researcher, uh, Mr. Mark, and now we're here with his esteemed colleague, Brooke Merkley. Yes, sir. Um, I'm stuck here on Mars. Unfortunately, Mark left me out here alone, so uh, I don't know. Send some help, I guess, man. What'd you bring to Mars, dude? Tell me you brought Funyuns, or at least Doritos, man. Come on. You know, we don't even have Funyuns up here in Canada, so... uh, I brought the Doritos for sure. Zesty, zesty cheddar. Zesty cheddar. Isn't that too much cheddar? Like, I feel like zesty is like the late night cheese or the late night person you invite to the party where you're like, I don't know if I want to let you in my house just yet. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so, Brooke, what do you do exactly? So, I work for an electrical distributor um, called City Electric Supply. Basically, we supply material and stuff for electrical contractors, big jobs day-to-day public people so um, being in the capital of Canada it's pretty uh pretty hectic up here yeah especially with what's going on now how difficult has it been since everything kind of shut yeah, down and like, now it opens uh, up our branch mostly does commercial stuff so we're just trying to pick up because a lot of the stuff was on hold on that side of the business but uh it's been really busy the last couple of weeks uh everyone wants every, everything yesterday pretty much so I was always curious to like Joe Rogan's joke where he talked about like if the power went out, there's two types of people. There'd be people that were trying to fix the problem. Then there are people that would just sit around like, I wonder when it's going to get turned back on. That's basically the same thing we did with the shutdown. We're like, I wonder when we're all going to go back to work. Yeah. And uh, so our company is called like City Electric Supply. So we'll get the odd phone call, some person calling like, hey, when's the power coming back on? And we're like, man, we don't know. We're not hydro, man. We don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, I love it when, like, if I have my internet go out or something, they say there's, like, an outage in the area. I'm like, back in the day we had an outage or something. It was because some person ran into, like, a telephone pole, and then the whole neighborhood's out. Now it's like, oh, well, there was a Wi-Fi signal jam. I'm like, are we being invaded right now? This is the perfect time. Let's let's roll all the dice. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, back in the day, like, the power goes out, you know, who, where it is. But now you can see like where the outage went. So you're like, oh, down the road, there must have been that asshole Mark that put the power out. I was wondering how many people were going to return back to work. And then I know there were some people that were still working through the pandemic. Like, I mean, it, there was people that were considered essential employees, which was really weird that fitness clubs weren't essential. I mean, I get that's the outbreak kind of spot with contamination, but like alcohol was essential. But then alcoholic anonymous wasn't essential so then it's like hold on a second are we are you condoling us to drink yeah like up here in ontario they just opened up the patios for bars but you can't go get like renew your license you can't do any of that stuff but you can go drink as much as you want and uh the premier of ontario just said you can hug your family now so it's just i don't know wait you're telling me we're able to hug our family now family and close friends you can now hug them according to uh the guy up here in ontario 
do you think that's kind of weird that we spent basically our whole lives thinking that like we're supposed to come together and love one another and then it feels like the government at one point was just like don't touch your family at all and we just listen yeah yeah and like in my business like you meet new people every day and like the thing to do is like shake someone's hand while you go to shake their hand you're like oh wait no i can't do that <laughs> I got into so a thing with a Uber driver. He was, he was he, like, I got in the car and he put, he had, does has like his mask on his side. And I'm like, oh crap, I need to put my mask on. I put my mask on. And then he goes to reach for his, like, cause he sees me do it and he pulls it up. And then I just drop it. I'm like, dude, I'm not into this. If you're not into it, he's like, all right, cool. Thank God. And I was like, wait, so we don't have to wear them in our cars, but we have to wear them when we're around other people in public, but we can have somebody come up to our car window and talk to us and you don't have to wear a mask. Does it make sense? Yeah, like like the cops, for instance, like they just come right up to your car window, no mask, just six inches from your face. And they're like, what are you doing, man? Like you're supposed to be social distancing according to the government. <laughs> I just want to be like that one cop that like rolls up be like, excuse me, can you roll down your window? Someone rolls down their window and they just sneeze right on you. You're like, all right, roll your window back up and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what exactly, I know we, we talk about the the job, the electric part, but what about what you do with Mark? Because I know Mark came on and we talked a lot about what he does with his podcast. Yeah, so it's funny, like before this, me and Mark weren't really that close at all. Like I knew him in high school and then we started this kind of like group chat uh, five or six years ago, we weren't really friends at all. And then uh, we just kind of hooked up, got closer for over horror movies. And, you know, we're just sitting there one day and we're like talking about we want to start a podcast. And so we just did it, man. We don't know. We didn't know what to do, anything like that. So we just started doing it. Like, like for you, for instance, like how did you start? Did you no like technical background of like computers and stuff like that or you just i didn't know anything i knew that my yeah. phone has a record button and there's an easy way to do it like i bought lapel mics i went all out i had a, a little zoom recorder i'd just been listening to them for so long i was like well this is interesting and i always am jealous of the aspect of having like a co-host or somebody you can always bounce ideas off of because like trying to line up in individual people gets a little bit difficult at times but I mean, I like the camaraderie aspects you get to see, like, especially when you enter the community, um, like for you guys, for instance, you guys have this flow in your episodes, like you guys do listener feedback, you guys have the wheel, you guys have all these things that I'm like, I'm watching, I'm like, wow, they're so engaged into, you know, you wouldn't be able to, you, you would think that you guys were friends for like ever. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like about the podcasting too. Like, it's so supportive, like not even just in the horror, like podcasting, but just podcasting in general like before I started this like I'm not an outgoing person at all like I wouldn't have done this podcast with you before I started Mark's podcast because I was just so introverted but now talking you know for an hour and a half to two hours with Mark just opened up that side of me yeah it's definitely a lot more comfortable like if when you know you're being recorded but at the same time when you're talking to a friend and it's so like you're not live or anything like i always love that aspect i feel like when you're live everyone kind of gets nervous or something and then it's like all yeah, right, exactly. well, if this part if you slip up or you say something that you think a family member is going to hear you just you know cut that bad part out yeah because like you don't really when you're doing recording you don't think about what other people are going to think of it you're just talking with your friend having a good time like now, podcast, right? If you're talking about horror movies, though, Mark brings obviously his own points when it comes to what he enjoys about a horror film. But what do you typically 
I guess, prefer either in film in general or just horror films. I feel like for me, it's always when I see the cast. Like, I'm perfectly fine with a nameless cast, like somebody I've never heard of if it's a good story to it. Um, But when it comes to, you know, if I see Adam Sandler, if I see a name pop up on the screen, I'm immediately like, well, that's going to be a good one. Oh, 100%. But then you also get the odd time when there's that superstar cast and then you just get super disappointed in the movie but uh yeah i definitely agree with you that when you see that high high end cast you do get a little more excited what do you typically prefer in a horror movie though like are we talking about like give me a classic one that you enjoy i know the name of the podcast is a it, you know yeah. I, I i got what movie that one goes to but yeah. is that your all-time favorite no no definitely not probably my all-time favorite is american psycho with uh, Christian Bale, it's just, just like such a different, different movie, and I just love his performance in it. Just bonkers, and oh man! Do you Plus. think? That, do you think they're gonna end up making a COVID uh, horror movie? <laughs> definitely, they're definitely gonna be some uh, writers and studios jump on that bandwagon. I think for sure. I actually spent a lot of time looking back at like um, some past old movies to see if they held up. Like I looked some back at some of Stephen King's works. Like, you know, we're looking at The Shining and then we're looking at a bunch of different things, old classic movies that still hold up today. The Exorcist did a really good job, I thought. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. Like, but when I saw it as a kid, it just struck so much fear into me. And then I watch it now and I'm like, I get it, but yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was just because, like, if I would have waited, would I enjoyed it more when I got older, or is it the fact that maybe that part where I was just so young, like, you know, I saw yeah. the movie Arachnid or whatever it was, where the fucking spiders are coming all over the place, like as a kid, and even now, that's scary as hell to me. But like, I look. At oh the yeah, Mark hates that. Mark yeah. hates that shit too. Yeah. I th- I don't I can't tell what scares me more is it when somebody uses a creature or a monster or is if it's a person because like people give this guy a lot of crap even though every horror podcaster is like oh that's not really a horror film I consider a lot of M Night Shyamalan films like they're horror to me depending on where yeah. it goes with it oh 100 I definitely agree like he like Stick Sense for example like that's huge horror movie and uh, a lot of his other movies do have that those influences on his movies but for me like what scares me the most is like kind of like a psychological thriller like for instance like get out like like that just happened to anybody like this like normal everyday shit that could be happening in the world because you have no idea about it right i'm trying to i see when i watched get out i was so confused and to think that that movie was created by two of like my favorite comedians yeah. I was like, how the hell did they were able to do that? Like ch- go completely from doing comedy stuff like, you yeah. know, A.A. Ron, you know, th- those classroom yeah. sketches to straight up making a horror film that made you feel like you were trapped inside of your own mind at one point. Yeah. And like that movie, definitely you need to rewatch it because after the first time, you're just so like punched in the face. You don't know what the hell is, is happening or just happened. Um. Have you looked at, like, we talk about making a COVID movie, which I feel like we all could be a guest star in, but when it comes to, like, how, have you ever seen a horror film and it kind of picture out to what was going on a little bit with COVID? Because I'm not an anti-vaxxer, okay? I want to get that right on the table. I'm just saying I'm not going to be the first person to get the vaccine when it comes out because I've seen I Am Legend. Yeah. 
And those people got the cure for cancer. And then six months later, everybody's a fucking zombie. And I was just saying, this is some shit. I mean, Will Smith's going to come out and say something at any point right now. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like the movie Contagion. Like, I think I've watched that movie two or three times since this whole thing started. Just because it's so accurate to what's happening with this virus. Is that this? Is that the one that the, the only subtitles? No, no, that has like Matt Damon. There's like uh, uh, the guy from The Matrix, um, not uh, Keanu Reeves, but the other guy. Uh, but it's pretty much the same thing. Like it's the virus starts with like a pig gets infected with it, and girl eats it, and then they just start having seizures and start dying because this virus is going around the world. And like you touch something like a pole in the bus, and then you get infected with it. Just so accurate to what what's happening with this whole COVID stuff. Yeah, I would say because I mean I'm legend. I don't that movie holds up to me. Oh, 100 percent Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not only the acting of it and everything, but just the amount of those zombies were some. I mean, if anybody rewatches that movie, like we talk about if we watch rewatch a movie or something, you're able to pick up more details than when you did the first time you watch it. That movie has so much extra shit. I started watching it later. I was like, oh my God, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice this. But the zombies, dude, if that, like, everybody's got a plan for the zombie apocalypse. Your plan gets fucked up when you say what type of zombies they are. People are thinking the walking dead. Now I'm talking about I am legend zombies. Oh, yeah. Your whole, I'm getting a boat, I'm going to fortify a place, I'm going to, that all gets thrown out the fucking window. Yeah, yeah. No, those zombies don't mess around, man. Like, yeah, they're fast, they're muscular, and oh, man, it's crazy. They're smart, too. I mean, the fact that they were tracking his scent the whole time, I'm like, you know how hard it would, that's COVID. I predict it again. We're wiping down everything after we touch it with hand sanitizer. (laughs) That's the same thing he did, dude. I'm telling you. Exactly. Listen to me, bro. If a vaccine comes out, wait a couple months. Don't be the first guy. Just watch what happens when, you know, when your cousin Larry's hair starts falling out and he starts, you know, getting afraid of sunlight. It's when you start being like, all right. I watched them um, on Facebook at like one o'clock in the morning this morning. It was one of those um, foreign films, like a like like kind of like Pandemic or whatever that one that was all subtitles was. Yeah. But it was a Latino one, and I was okay. watching it, and it was like they had the the like this giant tongue that come out and would grab people and like suck like you know their blood out or something like yeah. that. Like they're like, yeah. and I was watching it. I would read the subtitles. It was really freaking good. The dude's mom got infected and he didn't want to kill her. So he was taking blood out of his arm and like putting in a dog bowl and trying to feed it to her. And I was like, whoa, like this shit was deep. And I mean, it got intense quick in like 15 minutes. Yeah, that sounds, this sounds super familiar. Um, But another movie that just came out on Netflix, it's a Spanish movie too. I think it's called The Platform. And it's super relevant to kind of what's happening now. Like, basically, there's like a kind of jail and with a platform that goes from level to level with tons of food on it. And there's two prisoners on each level. So, like, the more you go down, people just start eating the food. So, you got to kind of like take what you can live off of, right? Don't be like a gluttonous person and save some food for the people lower down on the platform. I think it was the same thing. Um, like if you ever played the Walking Dead video game, um, Great when game, they had yeah. that 
when they had the zombies come out and they had the uh the one group that you went when you went into the city there was one group that just eliminated all the weak people they only kept the like the strong to survive people in their community they any i was like that makes sense that there would be like community groups like that like i started looking at like what happened during all this and how everybody started freaking out i'm like yeah. looking at how like we're getting pretty divided as people. I was like, it's going to end up being like the Simpsons where we all start going into domes. Like people <laughs> that want to obey the rules by, you know, wiping down everything and wearing masks all the time. Then the people that are like, fuck that. I'd rather just live in a yeah. society where I can shit and then move on to the next toilet without flushing. Yeah. And like, there's so many uh, people that come to my store and they're like, have you, you know, anyone that's gotten COVID-19? And I'm like, no man i don't he's like see i've asked so many people and no one knows anyone has COVID 19 like this is just the government doing it this fake COVID 19 you know i've known a few people that have gotten it but yeah. i think it's um the fact of like it's see because they always talk about the conspiracy theory with when oh i think in december they were coming out about vapes they were saying exactly. kids were dying with health problems and they could have said could that be pre-covid i was like you know, it's going to hit some people different ways. The same reason if I do a spoonful of hot sauce and you do a spoonful of the same hot sauce, it might hit you so hard that you might be, you might throw it up. You know what I mean? It's where bodies are completely different. I'm just trying to think if I wanted my life right now to go into a horror movie or turn into a horror movie that I had to live in, what would it be? Like, what would you choose? Because I don't want the happening. That movie where everybody's killing themselves is too much no. for me. That scared the shit out of me. That dude lied in front of the lawnmower. I think of it every time I see somebody cutting grass. Yeah. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably stay like Cabin in the Woods, I think. Really? I did a movie review on that with um Daniel uh Craig from the Creepy Crap podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's um because like I think being in that movie and like you're trying to defeat not only like the monsters that are in there, you're trying to beat the higher up company that's doing the shit to you, you know? Yeah, but if you get imagine if you get a monster you're not gonna like though. True. Like the eel that was in the box. Are you telling me if that thing came out, you would want to be chased down by that? I would just say, fuck. See, because then I couldn't handle things like Michael Myers. I don't think I could. Can you imagine, I mean, moving to a different house to get away from this guy that keeps chasing you and never dies? And you have to keep fucking moving. Like you just bought a nice ass house. You got a 401k going. You've been living look good for five years. You bought a fucking Bentley. Then you just see yeah. some dude out in your lawn and it's the dun na 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 And you're like, son of a bitch. We got to move again, Mary. I told you we got to move. Yeah. And it's same with like with Freddie, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like you just can't go to sleep, right? I think that would be pretty scary too. That one would be easy for me because I'm yeah. an insomniac, so I don't ever sleep. I feel you, man. Yeah. Ugh. Can you imagine being Freddy Cougar trying to kill someone who's an insomniac? Like this motherfucker <laughs> just doesn't go to bed. Drink a glass of milk or something. God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have, um, have you ever looked at one of these horror movies or any movie in general and thought you could do better? I mean, not maybe acting wise, but on just writing the story i mean i feel like some like bird box for instance yeah great beginning yeah loved every second of it yeah. then the rest of the hour and a half to whatever to the movie i'm like this f it fucking blows because yeah. you're just 
it's like you're being blindfolded as well. It's like I'd rather just listen like to an audio book. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I don't know, like even like a, a quiet place as well. I think that would be pretty cool to try and be in that world, I think, too. Because um, you just can't talk, make noise at all. And you're just like adjusting to that world, whereas like we're adjusting to this new COVID-19 world kind of thing. Would you consider a horror film Final Destination? Yes. I think more of the sequels are more horror than the first one. Because the sequels, they just go over the top with the kills and stuff like that. Whereas the first one is kind of like, I don't know. It's not my favorite of the series. It's definitely a horror movie, but yeah, I don't know. What do you see that as? I look at it, I mean, I definitely think it's like a, a horror film. I think, I definitely agree with you on the first one, though. The first one was kind of like, I mean, if you saw so many plot holes in that movie, the fact that like the electrical, you get to see like water drip all the way down. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's a one in a billion chance of that ever happening that way. But I think the whole putting death in a perspective, like it scared the shit out of me out of a few things in life that I'll probably never get over. The fact that I can't ride behind a logging truck ever. Oh, yeah. um, and then also tanning booths. I, I will never get in a tanning booth after I saw the, when the girls burned up in there, I was like, I don't even care if that is yeah. a reality. That's just freaky. Yeah. And uh, even like roller coasters, I still love roller coasters. That that one hasn't bothered me at all. But um, I feel in the logging truck, though. That's and yeah, the logging truck. Yeah. What would you consider the worst way to die? Ooh. As I thought, drowning. But I heard that that's, one. And that's being the first on one fire. that comes to my mind because you're almost getting suffocated as well at the same time as drowning. I I'd tried say, to do yeah. one of those breath techniques where you try and hold your breath and then keep trying to expand your lungs out to see how far you can, you know, like a minute, oh, two minutes, oh, three, like training. Yeah. I did yeah. it once and I started seeing like a tunnel and started going down and my lungs started hurting. And my dad's like, just grabbed me. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I was trying to hold my breath. He's like, looks like you were trying to kill yourself. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that people say like, oh, burning alive maybe. But from what I've heard from people that are like firefighters that have gotten like severely burned they talk yeah. about that like that feeling it's actually pretty soothing you know like when you yeah. see the movie um for instance you might not consider this a horror film i consider it a more of a drama probably but the mm -hmm. gray with liam neeson i haven't seen that one yet to be honest when they crash on that plane and they're being attacked by wolves and the wolves are slowly picking them off spoiler alert um yeah. he talks about like Oh, the, the one dude's dying and he's telling him he's like you're gonna feel like a warm blanket come over and you're gonna feel an amazing feeling and then you're gonna drift off into the other side i was like that's what i've heard from people that have been yeah. like severely burned that it's actually so painful it's good yeah yeah i can see that for sure uh i got a question for you so you've done almost like 460 episodes something like that yeah has before you did this, like, has your perspective on, like, the human race, like, changed at all? Because if you like, you've talked yeah. to, like, so many people, like, size, color, race, you know, everything. Like, has your perspective on humans changed since doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would give you the answer. You're probably not going to like it. It's not a positive <laughs> one. I can tell you that. I've, see, I look at that. It's funny because my buddy just messaged me about that. He goes, because I sent him an episode I just had recently, um, a guest uh, that was on episode 110, and his yeah. mother came on. 
And <laughs> so that's 346 episodes later. And yeah. So it was cool. Like I remember every conversation. I remember ours and everything. But I, I mean, I invite people on every single day, but surprisingly, a lot of the people you get to run into sides of the people, like if you work in public service, or you work in anything that happens to deal with the public, you get to realize people are kind of assholes. It does happen that way. There are very good people out there, but it's just this fake shield we put up. But I mean, just through talking to so many people, I've definitely aged myself way beyond my years. I mean, I like to crack jokes and stuff, but when I start getting down to critical thinking and stuff, I've heard way too many stories, way too much. It's like hanging around your grandparents for too long. You start acting like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like you've had some people on here have some like pretty like legit, like important jobs and like very interesting jobs. So well, it's kind of cool to see. Everybody is interesting in their own way. That's what I look at. Like you can have PhDs, you can point, have, yeah. I mean, like you're as interesting to me as everybody else that's been on. The whole fact is like, I'll remember our conversation where we go with it. It's just about taking that hour, man, because you could be surprised. Like, you know, we are completely isolated as people. If anybody really wanted to make a horror film, they just make a horror film about what's going on in the world right now. The fact that nobody's fucking talking to each other. The fact that I just watched as my town, much like some of the cities in America are falling apart with riots. I just watched six kids, maybe a year or two younger than me, get their heads slammed into the ground. One dude died. Um, yeah. That was just yesterday. I live in a small beach town. Okay. Oh, wow. When yeah. that happens, people start to take notice that like yeah. we're as people not happy at all. No. No, yeah. I don't think so. It's a, that's a divided country and just everything that's going on is definitely divided. They should make a hardcore Henry, you know, that first person movie, <laughs> yeah. just of some average dude's life, just driving through traffic. Like here's a, my commute to work. And then like 20 minutes in, he just looks out the window and some dude just flicks him off and tells him to go fuck himself. It's like, and I get yeah. this on a daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like the movie Office Space. I don't know if you've seen that one. Where he's just yeah. like driving yeah. to tra driving to work, and he's like stuck in traffic, and just he hates his job. I don't think I've ever been so happy when he took that uh, copy or whatever, and he, they just started beating the shit out of it. I was like, oh man, I, that was a win for me. I mean, we can yeah. talk about like what's a moment for you where you're watching a movie, either you've been super hooked into it. Where you're just like, oh shit, like this is my all time favorite, or a scene that when it happened or something occurred that you just lost, you just lost your shit, either if it was bad or good. Uh, probably a movie that affects me a lot is um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the Jim Carrey movie that came out like 98, 99. I don't know if you've heard of that one. I haven't. So basically, he's dating this girl, and then one day, she erases him from her memory, and he finds out there's this company who does this for people, but just erase you from their memory. So he goes to this company, and he's like, oh, I want it done to me. So he erases her from her, and then it's just this really like psychological movie about him in the end trying to get her back and like win her over so like that she's going into his like thoughts and stuff like that it's uh it's a really intense movie but just like the thought of someone like erasing you from their memory 
Is would, you, would you want to erase anybody from your memory if you could? I feel like the reason why, even if it's a bad memory, it's meant there to keep you to remember, not repeat a mistake. Exactly. Like, I don't think I would be able to erase a handful memory, like even like a past relationship or something like that. Because um, it's part of your memory. It's part of who you are. Like, if you erase something from you, then that's just a piece of you that's gone. Yeah, there's definitely some people I'd like to forgive, but I feel like the reason why we have those is just like so we can always hold that. Like, I think, like we talk about, like with the even like, uh, you know, how many numbers I've done or something is the fact is like you soak up that information, and then it's imprinted into you, like your mind. You know what I mean? It's like, it's it's knowledge, and it's like the same thing. Like I always look at like objects and stuff. Like if you ever go to a scary house or you go somewhere where a certain event happened, like Alcatraz or something, I'm like that's got to be stained with the memories of how much pain has been ensued into those walls or just into those hallways. I mean, I think one of the best movies I think they should make um, is like a Call of Duty uh, Nazi zombies movie. <laughs> yeah, but you know, leave it like, not like to their surviving rounds, but some people make it, some people don't, but I feel like that would be really entertaining for a lot of people. Cause for me, that game was revolutionary. I mean, I don't know how many nights I had at oh, yeah. freaking whatever midnight with two liters of Mountain Dew with my buddies when we're like 12 years old, just playing zombies. We turn off everything and like all the lights and close the curtains and just yeah. have the TV up on like 80. His dad comes downstairs <laughs> wearing boxers like Jesus could you guys shut the fuck up? And we're just like, I don't know. Like we're scared every time we're pausing it. Cause like we're getting higher and higher up in rounds. And yeah. Somebody's got to pee. We're like, we can't get up right now. We yeah. can't do it. You're just hoping for that ray gun to drop out of the, uh, the box. <laughs> exactly, dude. That's a freaking, that's what we talk about. The mysteries of life. You know, when the box gives you a yeah. good gun, life's going to go well. Yeah. And uh, like you take that saying, uh, you learn something new every day to a whole new level because you're learning something new about some person on this planet. Yeah, I get to learn about Brooke in this episode. Like, <laughs> exactly. What What's one memory for you that you sticks out like with horror films? Is it one that you've done with Mark or is it one that you might have as a child? So I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I used to live above in a, a video store back in the day. And I just remember I love going in there and just looking at all the the drawings and like the the covers of the movie, and like if I saw a movie that looked like oh like what the fuck is this movie, like just drew me attention. I would just pick it up and rent it and go watch it. Like uh, like back in the day, like Candyman. For some reason, hooked me. Um, Beetlejuice, as well. That's, that one scared me when I was really little. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, he's not a bad guy. He's just, still, just a little creepy. Yeah, like the makeup effects in that movie were so terrifying as a kid. But uh, yeah, yeah, I you, just love when in the, in the movie still and just finding, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't replace uh, with Beetlejuice. You couldn't do a different actor. I don't feel like it would go over well at all. That guy played so perfect into the part. Like, if you try yeah, to envision yeah. for The Shining anybody but Jack Nicholson, it's going to be impossible just because he played that part so perfectly well. Yeah, like I just started uh, season two of the show Castle Rock, which is uh, like a Stephen King adaptation. And they had a younger person playing Jack Torrance in it. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> That's not uh, Jack Nicholson. It just looked very weird to me. 
have you ever thought about maybe directing or writing your own type of horror film? I know I was talking to Mark about like, you know, the inspiration to kind of do it. Has he ever thought about making like a, a funny video or something for the podcast wise? Um, I think it'd be fun to do like, like the podcast. Like we don't really, we're just doing it for ourselves and for fun. So I think maybe like down the line, if we get more in tune with the technical aspects of, recording and videoing and stuff like that i don't know it could be a fun thing to do for us do you prefer to watch them at home or do you prefer to go to the movies i prefer going to the movies and it kind of sucks right now because all the movie theaters are pretty much closed like i would i would go to the movies all the time by myself if i, if I the friends my friends couldn't go i just go watch one or two movies just by myself in the theater i just feel like it entraps you more than if you watch it into your house like i mean I've, i'm more than fine like i watched avengers endgame on my phone um while i was taking a poop <laughs> and i my legs fell asleep because you're sitting with your like elbows on like right above your like the top on your thigh yeah. and i went to stand up and went head first into my towel rack so like that was an experience that I'll always remember. Oh, but you know, if I go to the movies, I saw Ford versus Ferrari and I'm not a car guy at all, but my best friend is like, I want to see this movie. I'll pay for your ticket. So we went, it was a good fucking movie. I mean, you get yeah. to hear those giant surround sound speakers when the cars go by. You're like, what? That was a good sound effect. I don't care. That was <laughs> really good. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, like I, when I like when I, when you hear that come by and everybody's screaming and then you get to see Matt Damon on screen and like, you know, when the lights go down, especially like it's crazy to see. Now they have recliners in the theater. You're like, fuck, this is better than oh, yeah, you can, you can order a beer, you know, get a hamburger. It's crazy. I thought that would be the biggest problem when they let alcohol into theaters. I was like, you don't want a drunk fucking person yelling at the screen. Like I know how I get when a football game's playing. And then you got this guy sitting here going, Hey, what, what's her name? Fucking what's her? Sandra Bullock. Take your blindfold off. It's like, God, shut the fuck up, man. I'm trying to watch a movie. Yeah. But um, like you said, with Ford versus Ferrari, I feel like, the Mission Impossible movies are super fun to watch in the theater too because you just feel like you're in Tom Cruise's body doing these insane things. Yeah. Tom Cruise scares me because Scientology. And he's super short. Yeah. Hey, did you know he has a tooth in the middle of his face? That's so weird, right? Once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't. You can't. If, if you were going to direct a film, who would you think would be good for a film? Like, I guess it would depend on what the scene would be. Um, like a actor yeah um like because i think one movie that i usually talk about as being my favorite mostly because like i'll even ask you this when it comes to like a moment when you've seen as a kid like with a family member or something i mean one of the ones i remember the most i saw lady in the water in theater when i was a kid when it came out and yeah. i went with my mom paul giamatti dude fucking a man that yeah, guy amazing. yeah he had that stutter and you thought in the movie that he actually had that <laughs> like that like yeah. i i swear i was like i was hooked dude yeah or like uh, the movie like rain man um what's his face that plays uh the rain man he does like such a good job in it and uh 227 yes 227-227-220 yeah yeah like people that have that type of acting ability or have that thing like that's why i love about christian bale 
if you've seen him from all of his weight transformations, how hard he goes it's into a insane, role. insane, man. And oh people give him shit because of the, I mean, you look like Christian Bale. I'm just saying. You got, well, the, like you got the look for it for sure. But, you know, when they talk about, like, he just played in the movie, uh, the one that's going out, Dick Cheney. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He put on weight for that role. And for anybody, like, for me, that has, a like, I, I, I'm, I love fitness. Um, I know how hard it is to go through major, for, first of all, body dysmorphia and also kind of how your image and how hard it is to achieve certain things. To watch his weight transformation from machinist all the way into, you know, going flip back, you know, Batman, all these other types of things. I understand why people think he's an asshole when he goes and yells at somebody who doesn't have like a certain thing at a prop table. But I'm like, you yeah. don't understand what he's doing. He's oh, gaining a hundred something yeah. pounds to play a role and you can't even put fucking finger sandwiches on a plate. Yeah. And like up until like two years ago, I had no idea he was British. That was like when like I figured I, out Andrew Lincoln from the walking dead was British. I was like, geez. <laughs> yeah. I agree. hundred percent. I was like, who was his acting coach? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> What do you think about um Tom Hardy and coming up uh with the Al Capone movie? I was really excited for that movie, but like the reviews I've seen on it haven't been that great. But I'm honestly still gonna check it out because Tom Hardy is just amazing. See, I look at like a lot of movies that get bad reviews, and I still go see it because I have to judge for myself. Because surprisingly, a, a yeah. lot of the stuff people say is really good, I don't like, and then a lot of people that say like it's really bad movie, I actually yeah. thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Like to each their own. Everyone's got their own preferences. But, I, de uh, I definitely think there's been too many purges out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's like three or four, and then they just like canceled a TV show that they had for like two seasons, too. See, the first one was pretty good, but then like it was like doing a yeah. piranha, like that movie. The first yeah, one was yeah. very scary, then the second one's like, what's this bullshit? And they were talking about doing a third one. I was like, don't you dare. It, don't yeah, do like, shark I think they like, literally named it like three, like, three double d or something stupid like that it was good if you wanted to see boobs but they didn't stay on very long because a piranha ripped them off you're like this isn't fun yeah what's your worst experience seeing a horror film um i saw well, zombie strippers so like worst film i've seen worst film one that made you throw up in your mouth i saw zombie strippers and i swear to god i don't know why in my head i thought that was going to be a good combination but i've never seen something more disgusting than that movie in my entire life yeah uh well me and mark are just about to cover a movie called uh, bone tomahawk and that movie has one scene in it that i just cannot watch it's so bad like it's disgusting did you guys uh, did mark, you guys cover signs already no um and mark said that you suggested you pick that movie for a listener request and honestly that movie scared the shit out of me as a teenager thank you it was a like, good mill it was yeah, a good movie yeah like i haven't watched that movie since i watched it back in high school because like i believe in aliens and then but on top of that my mom would set up like little wind chimes at my window and just trying to scare the shit of me even more so 
that was one of those movies that when I was a kid, it left me when you turned off a light in a room and you went like, huh! and you would like, you would jump through the doorway trying to like, make sure like you thought something was going to grab you from behind. Like you would sprint oh, to yeah. your freaking room, dude. I don't know what yeah. happened where I just stopped being scared. Like I'll walk downstairs and pitch black open. I guess it's cause I'm hungry. I'm not really thinking <laughs> like, I feel like that's the only time I would ever go into like into danger like if you ever see a fire on the news like some dude runs back into his house in a burning fire it's like i was going back for the mashed potatoes yeah it's yeah like, <laughs> this guy but like dude yeah to definitely do science man that would be amazing i love that film so much i mean i got yeah i was getting so stoned in high school that i was way too lazy to get up and take my disc out of the xbox so i would just leave signs in there so i would watch it like a thousand times just over and over and, and when you're high it lasts 10 hours longer so you're like okay mel gibson's really not fucking around with these aliens anymore yeah 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 for sure that's uh I, I should probably revisit that movie, to be honest. It's been quite a while. I mean, it, it was one of those old school films where, like, the scenes had more character to it because of the fact they didn't really show the monster. They just, no, they didn't. They left you anticipating. Like, any old werewolf movies you watch, they don't ever really show the full-on, like, you know, now it's way too much, which is cool. But it's like, you get to see so much shit, like, it's going to end up making it, it's all the same thing. Some dude's getting his head, you know, ripped off or something, and you're like, all right, that's... You know, you're so norm to it. But back in the day, like uh, the remake for A Nightmare on Elm Street, that one where the dude gets stabbed in the back and then the Freddy Krueger lifts him up, like yeah. that shit got me. Like yeah. that was like, all right, I'm in. I like this. And obviously people don't like the remake or who played the remake, but I, I really barely saw the first actual original one. So that was my yeah. original. So it really kind of, you know, put in my mind like these classic horror monsters that are out there yeah yeah for sure um yeah like i i'm not a huge fan of the remake but i definitely get where you're coming from because it's just a newer updated version of it now if you had to be killed or 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 that's like you're probably going to survive because you're basically christian bale but if you're going to be chased down by a monster who would you want and who would you least want if you had to choose between the classics? Like, have you ever seen the movie Stan Helsing? Stan Helsing, I haven't seen it, but I've definitely seen it on like Amazon Prime and stuff like you that. You need to watch it. It's like a scary movie, but yeah. with Van Helsing, the movie, with, that's my all time. Yeah. If we're going to talk about signs, Van Helsing's right there with Wolverine, bro. Let me tell you something. Hugh Jackman can get it anytime he wants. Dude, I 100% agree. Like, that movie is probably not that great, and not a lot of people like it, but I love that movie. I like it because they incorporated Frankenstein in such a cool way. And it made yeah. me think if they did a spinoff movie, they should do with the Jekyll and Hyde guy nobody ever incorporated like a Jekyll and Hyde scary movie before. It's always been like Frankenstein or something, which he's one of my all time favorite monsters. If we're going to say that, I mean, just, I, I don't know if you saw I Frankenstein. Um, I haven't seen that one. Cause I like, like we were talking about before, I don't think it got the greatest reviews. So I think I just stayed away from it back in the day. But uh, back to your question, probably the monster I most want chasing me is probably like the mummy mummy like the monster the mummy like uh like the egyptian mummy that oh, okay i thought yeah, we we're talking yeah. about the movie with brendan fraser that guy i was like the dude that's like that <laughs> that scared the shit out of me where he starts yeah. taking people's eyes and tongues and stuff oh, i'm yeah, like that's, that's just the worst level 
No, like I'm talking, like I just watched the old school ones in like the 1930s. And uh, I think that's the monster I would want chasing me because he's not very fast. But uh, the least monster, I don't know, that's a tough one. Because like Dracula is just everywhere and the werewolf. I'd probably go with Dracula, to be honest. Hmm. Dracula. Like a vampire. That's the one you wouldn't want to chase after you the most? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I'm trying to th- I guess because he probably has more powers than all the rest of them like if you look at like I think for me the one I would want to chase me would probably be fr- no I don't know because I feel like Frankenstein depends on which film we're talking about if we're talking about the classic old school one I feel like he would just chase me down to the end of the earth and then him not having any emotion I couldn't really I don't like the emotionless stuff behind a killer like Mike Myers would probably freak me out too just with the fact of like he just has that faceless expression. Plus, if you can kill a dog, you're like an enemy in my book forever. Oh, 100% agree with you, yeah. But then I think the one I would probably would least likely to be chased after would be, damn it, Jason, dude. I'm telling you. Jason yeah. Voorhees. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Uh do you think Friday the 13th held up with uh, – because you're a Freddy fan, so I'm like, you know, Freddy versus Jason, who do you actually think would win in that fight? Oh, I think Jason 100%. Why, why, do, you th- why do you say Jason? Oh, just because Freddy's this little, little guy who just can't do shit. I think just Jason is just this unstoppable force, kind of like Michael Myers, except he has a, a machete, and uh, he can never – he can't die either, but – I don't know. It's tough to say. I think like in a one-on-one fight, I think it'd be Jason. It really puts into a perspective because I, I mean, I, when I was doing horror episodes back in October, um, you know, I did a special thing where I was having a bunch of people that were horror podcasters on talk about favorite movies and stuff too. There's obviously the, the ones that really scare the shit out of you. Um, it, some that really kind of change your life or change your perspective on maybe something you're doing. Is there any movie out there that you've seen that's caused you to stay away from a certain thing? I mean, we talked about Final Destination, kind of whatever kind of keeps us away from. You said you still ride roller coasters. I don't agree. I would, wouldn't ride a roller coaster after I watched that guy. Also, Home Depot. Fuck that. <laughs> I, every time I walk by the nail section, I'm like, no, yeah. this ain't happening today. <laughs> Uh, probably like, uh, hostile, I think. Hostile. Why exactly hostile? Cause there's these people go on like a backpack, your backpack, uh, like adventure. And then they just get taken by these, this company kind of thing that just Americans pay tons of money to torture their people for fun, pretty much. Made me lead into that documentary. Um, I was getting super interested in uh, haunted houses at one point, and there's a good film where these people like try and search for the real haunted house, the ones where the people will like put you in coffins and they'll like actually do some dangerous stuff to you. And um, towards the ending of like this documentary, the people got like the, the people took their camera or something and they shoved these people in a grave and they buried them alive. And I was like, how far do people go to get scared? Like. I'm I'm not I'm not really good at being scared when I'm in a haunted house but like if somebody grabs my foot or grabs something like you know I just I'm like dude just don't touch me man that's all I ask is you just don't, oh yeah just don't do it yeah I'm the same way um like I remember going to Niagara Falls as a kid on the Canada side 
and they just have a ton of haunted houses just on this one street. And we went in one haunted house and there's this like pitch dark room. You can't see anything. And just people start grabbing you out of nowhere. And you're just like, man, stop. <laughs> I feel like having haunted houses by Niagara Falls is probably the worst idea because how many people get so scared that they just want to jump off the Niagara Falls to get away? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see that. Have you ever thought about with Mark taking an adventure to go find a haunted house and maybe sit down and do like a podcast episode in a haunted house? That'd be interesting. Because um, we did an episode on a movie, one of our first ones, and it was about this, these people who went to haunted houses and stuff like that. And I found there was a lot more haunted houses in the States than Canada. Like we do have a couple haunted houses, like um, there's the Kingston, Kingston Penitentiary, which is like an hour away from where I live. And it's apparently like really haunted as well. So it'll be pretty cool to try and get in there and record something. What do you think about ghosts? Do you think that there's another side? I think so. Like I remember back when I was a teenager, my mom was recording my little baby brother uh, he was like, it was nighttime and he was in the dark at the end of the hallway and she's recording with his old camcorder. And all you see in the camcorder is this little like bubble, like float around and he stopped crying when that like goes into the camera. So like, I think ghosts are real, but like, as like, as a matter of like going to the other side, like I'm not too sure what, what else is on the other side. I've seen some stuff and I've come across some things and heard some stories that like, it's really hard to explain. It really makes you believe on it. I definitely think that like, you're not just gone. I just don't know if it's like, we talk about a memory or something that gets stained into a place. If it's just the leftover energy that's kind of in a building or in a spot, like, um, I mean, if you go down, like, I think one place I would love to visit is Alcatraz or something, some place where there's been like a horrible amount. I mean, if you go to a war memorial, you feel the sadness in the air. Now, if you go to a place where that stuff happened, imagine the screams and all these types of accounts that people talk about. Like, it makes me think like how fucking edgy would that be to roll up and just hear people screaming and going insane? Yeah, like I've always wanted to go visit Auschwitz, but I mm. think like the minute I get there, I'm just like, whoa, like, what the fuck am I doing here? I've been to like, um, you know, a few museums before, like, uh, I went to the Pearl Harbor Museum and seeing like above the, like, we were above the ships that were sunking underwater in Hawaii. That was very, very dramatic. And it felt like you could feel the presence and all this type of stuff too. Um, oh, 100%. I, I think, seeing like it's like when we i saw this um i saw jaws which is if we're going to talk about a movie that's fucked me up it's jaws yeah um whenever i see like i go to a baltimore aquarium i'm like y'all motherfuckers are in a tank and i'm so happy and you're like flicking them off like fuck you like you know you're doing <laughs> yeah. that like, and you get yeah. to see the one with like the goofy ass teeth come by oh like you know <laughs> yeah. comes by the screen and um but like I, you know i i look at that and i saw that um on a projection screen in a pool and you want to talk about your mind playing tricks on you that was one that really you're i mean i was in two feet of water and i was like i can free i can feel them i can i'm gonna die is that tell my mom i love them um somebody write my will sell all my video games to you know my buddy 
because don't give them to charity because nobody gets my video games for free. Yeah. Yeah, like talk about Jaws. Like I remember we went, I went to Universal Studios like probably five or six years ago and rode on the Jaws ride that was there. But I feel like it was so much scarier back when it first opened up because people didn't know that much about sharks. But now like, you know that like sharks barely kill people. There's like not that many deaths from sharks. You know what I think you just got me to be able to do? I've never been on a haunted house ride. Like one where you see like on my town, we have boardwalk, which is like in a local attractions. There's like balloon dart games where you win a fucking stuffed animal and stuff. Well, there's a haunted house ride that's been here. I've been here 20 something years and I've never stepped on it because I've always been afraid to. Once I see somebody go into the dark and the door shut. Yeah. I'm not scared at anything unless you jump out of nowhere and I usually don't react but like if something gets right in my face like I don't know I'm just not a fan of just jump scares all the time yeah it's the same up here there's a lot of uh it's kind of more country out here and there's a lot of haunted hay rides so you're literally like on a tractor and he's like pulling a little like caboose <laughs> and you're sitting on there going through like these deep dark woods and people are like coming out with the chainsaws and trying to scare you stuff like that but uh that's, yeah, you strike me as one of the people that would love to be doing something like that. Yeah, I think I think it'd be a thrill just to try and scare these little kids and stuff like that. You know, my dad saw, tried to sign me up one time for that. He's like, "Dude, you're gonna love it." I was like, "How do you know I want to scare people?" And he goes, "I did it once." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Look, me and he goes, he's talking about his cousin. He goes, me and my cousin, we went up here on this hayride, and what we would do is when they would come by under the thing, we had a harness." it would hook into me and I'd be hanging yeah. from the tree by a rope and it looked like <laughs> I hung myself and the people would come by and I would be like, use my feet and grab something from them. Like, so if someone has, yeah. their, you know, if someone's like, uh, you know, like either taking a picture or something, he would try and grab the camera with his feet and lift it up. Like, you know, like I thought that was pretty funny, but like I could see myself working there. I've talked to some people that have owned them. Um, I just feel like a lot of what's going on, especially with people like, obviously like don't get in my personal space. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I would be the first guy to get punched in the face, and then there'd be a fight <laughs> that escalated quickly. He, this motherfucker, chainsaw's real. Just yeah. Start, you know, <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. When it comes to um scary movies, though, I do mm -hmm. want to ask: Do you think that they've gotten better or worse? In my opinion, in my personal preference, since doing this podcast, I think. I prefer watching the newer movies compared to the older ones. Like, don't get me wrong, the old, some of the old ones are really good, but just, I don't know, I think I'm more attracted to the newer age movies. You don't think they rely more on like a basic template? I feel like a lot of the scary movies that are coming out are kind of basic when it comes to the same story a little bit, with just a couple of different features that are different. I think horror movies today are more smarter to me um and the older ones like they're super effective and you just really appreciate them but the newer ones are just so smart i think how what do you mean by smart though i feel like a lot of them when we talk about like the story or something to it it relies a lot on the technology like, we have i don't know take like we talked about already but get out like that's so relevant to what's going on in today's world remember we came out like four years ago or three yeah years you ago. picked a that's a fucking good one though that's a rare one though like i mean if we look at stuff like um oh, man what's a, what's a good
good. The new Halloween, for instance, that yeah. does that's not that's nothing good compared to Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses, the movie that oh no most kids. I definitely I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the newer newest Halloween movie, but it was all right. But uh, it's definitely not like a newer, smarter movie. But um, what's like another one like like Cabin in the Woods? Like you talked about that movie too. Like that movie is it just took Scream and just upped it. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of it, like what we're seeing with stuff that's coming out, is the fact that they're starting to incorporate a safety bar. I would say. Like, where's the, you know, cutting off some dad's face and wearing it and then going up to the daughter and going, who's your daddy? Like, yeah. there's, oh, yeah. there's nothing like that far. Yeah, there's nothing that no, far like, to it. There's no, there's no mainstream movies that are rated R that are horror anymore. It's just you're, the only ones that are rated R is like these like little indie movies that get released like to straight on video or something like that. There's no, you know, intense, crazy mainstream movies going to theaters anymore which is like kind of disappointing. What do you think about the future of uh, either the world or the film industry when it comes to either lockdown or maybe the movies that are going to come out? Do you think that we're going to see a popularity of people going to the movies again? I mean, we talked about how it's kind of scary that everything got locked down. You can't really go to the movies. It sucks. I mean, my town, they're doing movies where they play it on a wall outside and you have to sit in your car and do it that way i'm like yeah. i hope this brings back drive-in movie theaters yeah like we have one drive-in movie theater that's close to us and it just opened up but i think you'll still get those diehard movie theater fans who would still go to the movie theaters but i think it's like going to change people's perspective on going to the movies even ordering dinner like people aren't going to go for dinner anymore i don't think that's going to order in like uber eats or whatever else there is i used to talk shit on uber eats until i decide until i signed up for it and then i actually have done a couple trips weirdest fucking interactions i've ever had in my entire life yeah name a couple i've had a i live in a, a like i said a beach town so we have drunk people that are ordering food and they're the weirdest ones. Like I'm going to drop off a pizza and you have to, what they do now with the COVID situation, you have to wear a mask and then you have to just basically knock on the door and people just want you to walk away. Some dude fucking ordered a pizza. He's a street away from the pizza shop. So you're just too lazy to walk out of your house. So you'll pay $20 for somebody to do that for you. Yeah. But the update on the app didn't update the location. So it told me he was like 200 streets the other way. So oh I drive all the way down there, go inside the thing, walk up to the room. And I'm like, it says 113. Immediately, I think I've worked at a hotel and most hotels don't have a 13th room because it is bad luck. So yeah. I, yeah. I go, it goes 112, 114. I'm like, well, that's not true. And I walk downstairs. I'm like, is this Harry Potter? Is there a secret fucking door that opens up? And <laughs> I drop the pizza off. And the guy goes, yeah. what are you looking for? I'm like, it says right here. And he goes, oh, dude, that hotel's not here. It's actually right. There. I was like, that's a fucking street from where I just was. He goes, yeah, man. Sorry, you're going to have to go back. So I take a 30-minute ride all the way to freaking go deliver to this guy's pizza. And he opens up the door. Hey, man, 
what took you so long? You didn't saw 30 minutes or less. I'm like, this ain't fucking Pizza Hut, bro. And you <laughs> sent me in the wrong direction. And I, I had multiple occurrences like that. One, a drunk girl invited me into her house. It was like, why don't you come sit down and enjoy a nice Chipotle bowl with me? And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm really not into eating Chipotle because last time I ate it, I shit really hard. Did either of them tip you very good or what? surprisingly you make good money i made 200 dollars in two nights doing uber that's awesome which is like mostly tips because especially during covid people are so fucking generous oh yeah that's how i feel too like um last weekend i ordered a pizza i went to pick it up and it they took forever to make it like an hour to make this pizza but i still gave them like a ten dollar tip just because like everything going on like a small business you know they're struggling to understand where they're coming from now that brings up my very important question that kind of leads into where the beginning of it went. When I asked, what's your movie staple food, whether it's in a movie theater and then also one when you're at home with your buddies, if you're with Mark, I know you guys got to be making some food or you guys just eat before you go. Cause I think the whole part about talking or watching a horror film is like pizza, ordering pizza. And then when you go to the movie theaters, I used to say snow caps, the little chocolate guys, but now, Juji fruits, bro. Okay. Yeah. Mine is Sour Patch Kids. Oh, shit. And uh, nachos. Nachos. Yeah. Do they think, sell I those in popcorn, movie theaters? I think popcorn's overrated, to be honest. Uh, yeah, like not like full nachos. Like you get like the tortilla chips with like the hot cheese, you know? Like those I feel nachos. like I've seen so many movies where somebody's going to the movies and they're getting the actual hot cheese. I think. <laughs> When I was a kid, they had that, but I think they stopped doing it because it was just too messy. Probably, yeah. But definitely Sour Patch Kids and nachos for me. I think that's for me. Like if I was, my one buddy works at a movie theater. The only perk I see in that job besides getting to watch free movies is the smell of fucking popcorn. When you walk in, I don't even want to eat it, but the smell of it, you're just like, Ooh, Oh, yeah. God, that greasy butter that just coursing through your bloodstream. <laughs> Nothing like finding pieces of bacon in there as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Brooke, I appreciate you coming out and doing the podcast, man. It, I oh, man, you... I had a great time. It was, uh, it was nice meeting you, and hopefully we can uh, talk again soon. I hope to see signs on your guys' next listener request. All right, maybe maybe I'll uh, put it in there for you, buddy. Well, look, I want you to promote your page and everything, too. So, um, you know, tell everybody right, where you're so, at. Yeah, you can find our podcast on spotify pretty much anywhere if you go to our instagram page page it's a, a podcast on elm street and has underscores under each word for some reason uh you can find our link tree and that will take you to all of our merch our uh, different pages spotify itunes everywhere you can listen to it and uh yeah just check us out a couple of small boys from up north canada you know talk about horror movies it's a good time yeah. You're from Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. And that's where Norm MacDonald and Tom Green are from. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I found that out basically five minutes before we chatted. Oh, man. Norm and Tom are legends, man. <laughs> Just like you and Mark, bro. Well, I appreciate it, man.